Don't want to work forever? Once you can cover your living expenses with passive income, your day job becomes optional and you reach financial independence. You then have complete control over your time, your money, and your life in general. Spark Rental founders Denny Suplee and Brian Davis, me, are here to help you build rental income, ditch your day job, and do what matters most to you. So on that note, let's jump into today's episode, which, like all of our episodes, was recorded live. Everyone, and welcome to uh, Spark Reynolds Facebook Live and Podcast. Um, last week, we were, or Brian was joined by Michael Kwan of um, Financially Alert, and that was a really good interview. And we ask that you um, let us know where you're joining us from, and please know that ask your questions, all of that, because we uh, we talk to each other enough. <laughs> So we would like to talk to you guys. Um, today, Brian is going to talk to us mostly about how to invest in real estate with a self-directed IRA, um, you know, and looking for creative ways to finance properties is, is becoming more and more needed. So <laughs> with that being said, Brian, why don't you tell us a little bit about this? Sure. So yeah, we had fun last week with Michael Kwan from Financial Alert. He um, he retired at 36 despite having several children, and and he did use real estate uh, as well. And he also took advantage of a lot of um, uh, tax deferred accounts like IRAs. So real estate comes with a series of built-in tax advantages, things like uh, a plethora of deductions and depreciation, uh, the lower capital gains tax rate rather than the uh, normal income tax rate. Uh, there are plenty of ways that real estate investors can reduce or defer their capital gains taxes. Uh, but if real estate investors want to go even further, uh, they can invest directly in rental properties through their IRA. So it's a, well, before we jump into how self-directed IRAs work, we'll, we'll do a, a lightning overview of how <laughs> regular IRAs work. So uh, IRAs are not handled through your employer. These are uh, directly owned and controlled by you, uh, as opposed to your employer. Uh, so you don't have to move money around. If you change jobs, um, you open these accounts directly through your normal investment brokerage account. So like I use Charles Schwab, for example, but you know, you can use uh, TD Ameritrade or JP Morgan or whatever, uh, you know, whoever you have your, your regular investment banking with, uh, you can open an, either a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. And the tax benefits are opposite for traditional and Roth IRAs. Uh, traditional IRAs, you can deduct from your taxable income this year any money that you contribute to your IRA. Uh, Roth IRAs are the opposite. You don't get an initial tax benefit, but the money grows and compounds tax-free. And when you withdraw it in retirement, it's tax-free. Whereas with traditional IRAs, you have to pay income taxes on the money you pull out in retirement. Is so, there a, a way that you can gauge which one of those is better for your individual needs? Yeah, it really depends on whether you think your income tax rate will be higher in retirement than it is today. So young people in their 20s and, and really 30s as well uh, should really normally be investing through a Roth IRA. People who are at the peak of their earning years in maybe their 40s or 50s, uh, it may make more sense to invest through a traditional IRA. But you know, I I am of the opinion that tax rates are actually going to go up in the US in the coming years and the coming decades. So I actually think that you're better off with a Roth IRA 
regardless, because I think, you know, the way that the, the federal government is spending, they're going to be ratcheting up tax rates. So I almost feel like it's inevitable. So uh, yeah, just a thought not to, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get bogged down in that, in that discussion, but right. um, and uh, the, the contribution limits are pretty low for IRAs, uh, $6,000 per year in 2021. If you are under 50, if you're 50 and over, you can uh, contribute a little bit more. You can contribute $7,000 per year. So we're not talking about a massive amount of money here each year. Uh, the limits do go up periodically, but um, so that's, that's a lightning overview of how regular IRAs work. Now to invest directly in real estate through your IRA, you actually need a self-directed IRA rather than opening up a brokerage account um, you know, through your regular investment broker. So you first need to go and uh, open an account with a, a self-directed IRA custodian who is a neutral third party who knows and understands all of the IRS's complicated rules for self-directed IRAs, uh, you know, they will keep you on the straight and narrow with your investing. Um, so the one that we actually recommend is called Millennium Trust Company. Um, and Denny will put a, a link to that in the, uh, in the comments. But the reason we recommend them is because they are used to working with real estate investors and they're actually, they're who, um, Fundrise uses, They're, they are partnered up. So, you know, which is actually a segue into the next section here that the easiest way to invest in real estate through a self-directed IRA is actually through real estate crowdfunding, such as Fundrise, uh, such as Streetwise. Uh, street, by the way, spelled like a REIT, you know, S-T-R-E-I-T. Um, so clever. And ground, yeah, and Ground Floor is another good one. So you can, that's way easier than buying properties directly with your self-directed IRA. Uh, so if you're just looking for an easy way to invest in real estate through a self-directed IRA, we recommend going through a real estate crowdfunding service like Fundrise, like Streetwise, like Ground Floor. And by the way, we'll put links to all those in the comments as well. Um, it's it's way easier because it's totally passive. You don't have to you know go out and find deals. You don't have to um, manage the property. Uh, but it also, it's easier on the, the rules uh, side as well because there are some complications when you buy a property with your self-directed IRA. So how that works in broad strokes is you go out, you, you contribute your money to the custodian to, who holds your self-directed IRA, they control it. Um, you then create an LLC and you instruct your custodian to invest your self-directed IRA funds into the LLC that you created. And then with that LLC, you you go out and buy rental properties or or even you know land or or you can flip houses with it if you like. Um, but you use the LLC to buy the properties, and the money uh, the money comes to your LLC from your self-directed IRA. Now, there's a couple challenges here. One is financing. It gets really complicated when you're using a self-directed IRA because you only get the IRA tax benefits that are proportionate to your down payment. So for example, let's say you buy an $100,000 rental property and you finance it with an 80% LTV loan. So you go out and get a loan for $80,000. You put down $20,000 of your own cash from the self-directed IRA, which means that you only get 20% of the, the property and tax benefits fall under the IRA protection. The other 80% do not because you, fin you financed it with a loan. So that accounting gets tricky and you know the implications of all that get, get tricky. Uh, and the loan, in order to be legal, the loan 
uh, has to be a non-recourse loan, which means that it can't, the lender can't require you to sign a personal guarantee for the loan, which usually investment property lenders do require you to sign so that if you default, they can then go after your personal assets, not just after the property. Mm. So that, that all gets a little tricky. Um, and the other thing that's tricky about buying properties directly with your self-directed IRA is that you can only contribute $6,000 a year to your IRA or 7,000 if you're over 50. And it takes a long time to build up enough money to even use towards a down payment for a rental property, much less buy one in cash <laughs> if you can only contribute $6,000 a year. So there are some wrinkles here if you want to buy real estate directly with your real estate or your, your self-directed IRA. Now, some other alternative ideas, uh, raw land, which is something that Denny and I have been investing in more recently. Uh, those costs are way lower. I mean, and we've, we've bought parcels for $1,000, for example. So that's way easier when you're talking about only contributing $6,000 a year to your IRA. You know, those lower increments, those lower price tags per piece of property makes it much more feasible. Uh, it makes it a lot easier to avoid financing and all those headaches. Uh, you can also invest in any other type of real estate you want. If if the the money and the math all works, you know, mobile home parks, commercial properties, you can flip houses with your self-directed IRA, although that too comes with some complications because you can't personally add value is how the IRS puts it. Uh, yeah. You can't add value to the investment. So that means you can't do any of the work on the property yourself if you're handy, for example. Um, you also can't invest in anything through your self-directed IRA that reflects a regular business activity is how the IRS puts it. So if you're flipping 10 houses a year, you know, the IRS looks at that as a business, as a regular business activity, um, and that you can't start doing that with your, your self-directed IRA. So it gets, it gets complicated. And there is, there are some gray area. I mean, some people do flip homes with their self-directed IRA, uh, but the line between what is an investment and what is regular business activity, it gets blurry. So you have to work really closely with your custodian and, and figure out exactly where that line is uh, and stay on the right side of it um, if you don't want the IRS to come knocking at your door. Which you don't. <laughs> Which you definitely <laughs> don't. No. No, you do not. Christina asks, what are you guys doing with raw land? Leasing or reselling? Denny, do you want to take that or do you want me to take that? Sure. I, um, we're buying it and we're learning as we go along as well, but um, we are also selling it. So you sell it, you, you know, we're us personally, we're not building on it or anything. We're, we're reselling it as it is. Yeah. Um, so just to expand on, on what Denny said, we're, we're buying it um, at, at, not at tax sale, but we're, we're buying properties that are somewhat distressed, you know, that are behind on taxes. And uh, so we're buying them at a, a deep discount and then we are flipping them. Uh, but people can either pay in cash for them or we, we are also offering to sell or finance them. So that does create ongoing income from them as well for the, the period of the, the note, the seller's note. And um, the nice thing about raw land is that it doesn't come with any of the regulations or protections that, um, that residential real estate has. So if someone gets halfway through your seller note, for example, um, you know, you, you can just retake possession of the property and you don't have to go through, um, you know, an extended eviction process or any of that. I mean, the legal process is, is very simple and fast. So then you just turn around and sell it to someone else and you've already been paid for half of it in that case. It's so, kind of a win-win. Yeah, there are, there are some advantages to raw land uh, investing. Uh, and it makes a good 
option if you do want to invest in real estate directly with your self-directed IRA, um, but you don't want to deal with all the hassles of, of financing with rental properties, uh, raw land can be a good fit for that. Just to let you know, Brian, I am having a technical issue and I'm having trouble putting links in. So if you are able to. Ah, okay. No worries. Um, so you guys, a uh, couple of links we have here for you that we've discussed in this broadcast. We talked about Millennium Trust Company, which is a custodian for self-directed IRAs. And they work closely with a lot of real estate investors. So that's why we recommend them. Uh, and they're also partnered with uh, Fundrise to make this smoother and easier if you do invest um, in real estate crowdfunding through your self-directed IRA, uh, it just it's smoother and easier if you go through a, a company that's used to that, uh, like Millennium Trust Company. Uh, we're putting a couple of links here to Fundrise, to Streetwise, uh, and to Ground Floor, uh, which, by the way, I invest in all of these myself as well. Um, I've got I've got my own personal money in each one of these real estate crowdfunding services. So I do I do I am literally putting my money where my mouth is. <laughs> um, with these with these real estate crowdfunding services i mean this is this is stuff that i'm investing in personally um all right denny uh are there any anything else you want to add before we wrap this up about how self-directed iras work and how you can invest in real estate through one no i think you covered it pretty well all right so one one final thought here um so I personally, I mean, I invest in both stocks and real estate, and I would urge every, all of you to do the same. I mean, real estate and stocks actually complement each other really well. You know, the, their pros and cons tend to, uh, they complement well. So if you're going to be investing in stocks anyway, I would make your life easier and actually avoid and not hassle with a self-directed IRA. I would just use a regular um, brokerage account for an IRA. Uh, and, in, and use that for part of your stocks as, as for part of your asset allocation that is in stocks um, and it, you save yourself some hassle. You know, custodians also do, they charge you a, an annual fee, um, which can be either a flat fee. I think um, Millennium Trust Company charges $125 a year, which is quite reasonable. Some others charge a percentage of assets under management or assets in your, um, you know, held in your self-directed IRA, which can obviously get expensive quickly if you have a significant sum in there. So, uh, Personally, I don't use a self-directed IRA um, just because you know I'm, I'm investing in stocks anyway uh, as part of my my portfolio, as part of my asset allocation. So I figure I might as well use the, the easy, regular um, brokerage IRA account to do that. Um, but you know, some people feel very strongly you know that they can get better returns in real estate and they want to uh, have more control over it. So they they do. They take advantage of a self-directed IRA and uh, invest, whether it's in properties directly or in real estate crowdfunding. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so I mean, it's it's just it's one more option in your toolkit. Is how we look at it. And we can use as many options as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, none of us want to pay more taxes to Uncle Sam than we have to. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we will see you next Tuesday at two o'clock Eastern. Uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, let us know what you want to hear about next time. You know, this is all about you guys. Uh, you know, it's not just about us chatting. We get to chat all the time. So uh, let us know what you want to hear about next Tuesday, and we will catch you on the flip side. See you later, guys. Did you know we offer a free eight-video course on how to reach financial independence with real estate? It's super bingeable, with each video around ten minutes long, but packed with information. Visit sparkrental.com slash learn for instant access. And please don't forget to rate and review our podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Thanks for joining us. 
and we will catch you on the flip side. Yeah.